This episode is sponsored by Conjure Tea. Founded by chef Shania Thomas Floyd, Conjure Tea taps into her background as a pastry chef to bring a unique, delicious approach to tea. Look no further than their tea offerings to find delicious blends from Lunar, an herbal tisane with blueberry, lavender, and vanilla, to Decadence, an Earl Grey blend with rose, strawberry, and cocoa nibs. The thing I love about Conjure Tea is that they're bringing unique, delicious flavors that I've never had before. My favorite of theirs is Purge Me, an organic bancha green tea with pineapple, coconut, and so much more. It has the flavor you want from a green tea with the unique and delicious combination of fruit-filled ingredients with a natural detox quality. The company has been kind enough to give 15% off your first online order to all Steep Conversations listeners by using code STEEP15 on ConjureT.com. That's promo code S-T-E-E-P-15 to get 15% off your first order at C-O-N-J-U-R-E-T-E-A.com. So I'm up there mm-hmm. and I'm crushing, okay? Mm-hmm. Crushing this mitzvah, all right? <laughs> Dude, can we abbreviate like that? Crushing please. this Please. Crushing it this mitzvah. It does take on a new meaning, but please. Yes, go. yes. I, well, I want to say like crushing this BM, but that is a whole different meaning too. But we like it. We yeah, Listen, it's healthy. It's Especially, healthy. I mean, the digestive systems of our people. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We struggle. So. That's it, very much, very much. <laughs> take a sip of your tea or no? Oh my God, I did. Okay, no, it's fine. For those steeping at home, today we are drinking Bravissimo by David's Tea. Before I explain why I chose it for our special guest, who I'll announce in a second. Just so you know, I would say brew it around anywhere between 200 to 205. This is a teason. It's not a traditional tea. So I say steep as long as you want. This is a JFTZ. It's a judgment-free tea zone. Throw in a little honey if you like it. Don't if you don't. Doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Doesn't I don't think so. Did you um, say tizan? It's a tizan. What does that mean? Yes. This is going to get super nerdy, but yeah. traditional tea all comes from the same plant, which is the Camellia sinensis plant. Herbal teas are not really teas because they don't come from that plant. Mm. Tizans can be like roots, flowers, and things like that that are used to make teas that are oftentimes that are decaf. I want to say that you've probably told me that many times, and every time it just goes... No, I, listen, who needs to know that information? And by the way, for those listening at home, I'm so excited to introduce my guest, Lily Pissarro. Ah. You may know her for so many things. You probably saw her on The Voice. You might know her from Lily and the Honey, which uh, that's <laughs> my favorite. Uh, the thing you're most known for, I think, is you're my cousin. That's what I'm most is famous that, for. That's what I think, People yeah. stop me on the street. Are you Josh's cousin? I feel like they do. They do. Um, they definitely don't do that with me. They stop me on the street <laughs> and they say, excuse me. I go, yeah. And they go, please move. And I go, oh. And I'm like, you don't know me. Um, that's awkward. If they knew you, they would never ask you to move. I think they might. No. Um, this is like not quote unquote what you're known for, but can we talk about the recent single that you dropped? Oh, the cover? Yes. Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody. And that's actually under your name. Like if I yes. put Lily Pacero into Spotify, Apple, whatever, it's under your name. You'll find it. Uh, by the way, I'm not intentionally like pimping your music, but I like I go listen. I love that you are. This has never happened to me <laughs> go before. Go listen. <laughs> I... I've always known you as a great singer. And then I remember you couldn't tell me you were doing the voice. You're like, yeah, I'm, it's weird. I'm spending time in Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> I've been living in a hotel. Well, cause I got to, well, I guess it's kosher to say, I don't think you were breaking the rules, but I think we met for breakfast. Oh, I did break the rules all the time. I can say that now they don't care. Okay. We, I snuck out all the time. Yes, we met. It was me, you and your mom. I think it was just the three of us. God. 
These are years ago now. I know. But yes, I snuck out and I broke rules, even though I was a very good contestant. You're great. Um, Top 10. Well, not good talent wise, but good. Like I didn't, I didn't cause trouble, but some of the rules are, I get why they're there, but for an LA native being sequestered in LA, I'm not going to follow those rules. That's crazy. No. I feel like I actually probably said to you, I'm not allowed to talk about this, but guess what I'm doing? Oh, you probably did. (laughs) Because I trust you. You know, what's interesting about you specifically is that I mean, you are, let's baseline, incredibly talented, baseline, and a lovely human being, and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Ditto. However, one thing I thought interesting about a lot of the things that you do is that people who don't know you don't know you are like a super kind soul. That is a big part of who you are. But in the industry that you're in, it almost requires you to be competitive. Mm-hmm. The voice was just one example, but like going on auditions or or- Especially, I remember once we were talking and you were auditioning for touring musicals and things like that. It's competitive. I think about someone like you who's so sweet. Like, how do you balance out trying to be competitive and pursue and also loving every, because you love like everyone. How do you deal with that? Well, I'm learning how to deal with it in in a healthier way, in my opinion, in the past. I would just get the shutdowns and not speak to a single person. Oh no. And so people would think, what a snoot. She doesn't talk to us. But really I was just trying to, hide from the potential chaos of, because especially when you're a kid and you're a performer, whether you're out of school or doing it professionally, that's when you hear the horror stories, right? And maybe it's coming from like stage parents, but you just hear about that crazy competitive energy. And I never knew how to manifest that within myself in a healthy way. So I just would like get the shutdowns and not socialize with people. And I'm realizing actually now it was to my detriment because I have avoided building a community around me of people who do what I do and love what I love. So I have like select friends who do it, but I wish that like I had such a bigger thing around me of that, you know? Yeah. And on The Voice, it was funny. Shout out to my friend, Lauren Dusky. She is the person who called me out. She was the runner up. She got second place. She's incredible. Code up, listen to her music. First in our hearts. First um, in our hearts. Yeah. But she, I remember, was the first person to call me out and be like, who are you? Like, we, we haven't met you. Like, you don't seem to talk to anybody. And I was she like- She said that to you? She said it in the kindest, most nurturing way. She Like, the way she said it, if she speaks to you, you just, like, want to tell her everything about yourself. She's a lovely human. Every group needs a her. We do. That's so interesting. Yeah. I don't, you don't strike me as shy. Well, I'm not shy around you. Well, no, obviously, because I'm I'm family. Well, we should probably mention or say, like, I There's don't think we, we didn't properly meet no. until- Yes. How old? You, your bar mitzvah. Really? Yeah. Which by well, the no, way- No, 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 no. Apparently we knew each other when we were babies. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. The official meet was at your bar mitzvah. My, my biggest memory from my bar mitzvah was how horrified I was at the take two that I did. Do you remember this? What? No. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. For our non-Jews who are listening, a lot of Jewish prayers start with the word Baruch. Uh-huh. Okay. All which, of them. Which is, yeah, all of them. I think all <laughs> of them, which is Hebrew. When you are getting bar or bat mitzvah, bar for guys, bat for girls, you have to say something called an aliyah, which instead of baruch is barhu. So all mm. you need for this, all you need, if you're not Jewish, all you need to know is 99.9% of the time you're saying baruch and 0.01% of the time you're saying barhu, which if you're young and easily confused with a language you don't speak, you're going to mix them up. Definitely. So I'm up there mm-hmm. and I'm crushing. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Crushing this mitzvah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Dude, can we abbreviate like that? Crushing please. this. Crushing it this mitzvah. It does take on a new meaning, but please. Yes. Go. Yes. I, well, I want to say like crushing this BM, but that is a whole different meaning too. But we like it. And we Listen, it's healthy. It's Especially, healthy. I mean, the digestive systems of our people. Yeah, I mean, we struggle. So. That's it, very much, very much. <laughs> I could get into that. I'm not going to, we but I have a lot to say. This is literally, if any of my friends listen to this, they're going to go, oh my God, all I talk about is digestion. Listen, well, well, tea, it can be a really nice digestive. It can. But I'm there, I'm up there, I'm doing great. And then I have to say an aliyah, I have to say barhu. 13 year old me, like barhu. people say, you know, we all have our awkward phase. I mean, I'm still in it, but yeah. I was definitely in it then. And I go, I go, baru- hmm. <laughs> and I go, baru- and then I kid you not, I go, Rrr. all right, uh, we're going to take two. <laughs> I called a take two in the middle of my bar mitzvah. And then I go, <clears throat> here we go. Baruch And then I went into it and uh, I finished Did my- Did you st- get a laugh? Yeah, for sure. Naturally. I finish up and my the, my rabbi, uh, you know, uh, friend of the pod in my heart, Sharon Milgram, what up? She's definitely never going to hear this. <laughs> Send it to her. <laughs> she's, I, I, we lost touch with, she's a lovely, lovely woman. Her. She gets up to talk after I do my thing and she laughs and goes, well, that was definitely a first. We've never had someone do a take two- uh, at a Torah reading that was new. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I also was sitting sitting outside before the um, service started. Uh, people would be like, how do you feel? And I'd be like, I was just, you know, thinking about the Knicks and, you know, they, they lost. Cool as can be. Yeah, I was like, they lost the other night. I was just, well, anything to distract myself. I see. It was a diversion. It was, but that's mainly what I remember from the bar mitzvah was the Is take Is that you two. were a trailblazer. I, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A I wonder trailblazer. if people have followed in your footsteps. I love kids who are so confident at at ages where most kids are not. Like a real confident 12-year-old. I'm like, good for you. I know. Oh my God, I love kids. Because they judge you in an unabashed way. Like most people will like judge you behind closed doors. Mm. And kids will just tell you like, you're weird. And you can be like, yeah, I am. Thank you. And so are you. I feel like being an adult is just finding what your lane of weirdness is that, that is- And owning it. Yeah. It's what's I best, know. your best lane of weirdness. That like, is good advice. I, I, I'm, I'm not giving anyone, I'm do your own thing. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I have a line that I, I talk about on stage, which is on my most masculine days, I'm 60, 40, masculine to feminine. And I think like, <laughs> I think growing up, I was like, oh, this is weird. And right. like as an adult, I'm like, no, this is great. Like mm. someone the other day looked at me and they were like, you look younger than you are. And I go, I have a great skincare regimen. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> now granted, I, you know, I learned it from Jess, but I'm very, I embrace it. I'm like, give me that eye cream before bed. Let's go. Jason's not there yet. Shout out to my husband. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you gotta tell me who, yeah. who he is. Is he not there in the sense that he doesn't object to it, but he's not drawn to it. Or he, if you said put on eye cream every night before bed, he'd be like, nah, I don't want to do it. At the beginning of our relationship, when he was keen on doing anything I told him, mm. he did try. But the thing with skincare is you have to stick with it long enough to find the right thing for you. I don't know if that happened for you or if you got lucky right away. No. Okay. So you have to stick with it. After like one or two products that didn't work for him, he was like, yeah, I'm over this. I was fine before. Why would I change it now? He's also young enough that he doesn't probably need anything yet. That's the big thing. What you just said is the big thing. Yeah. You use it before you need it. I know, but he he doesn't care. I will say this. He does not, admittedly, like does not look like he needs it. He's lovely skin. Right. But I, here's the thing. I also had like- You have very, lovely I, I had skin. fine skin. Milk, Thank you. Milky. You're very sweet. <laughs> but I had fine skin. But what Jess said to me, she was like, listeners are going to get really upset with what I'm about to say. I know that. And there's really like not much I can do about this other than to say like, we are who we are and we know what we know. Yeah, wait. 
I never used to wash my face ever. Mm-mm. Nothing. It was in the shower, out of the shower, nothing, never, no. Mm. And Jess was like, why don't you wash your face? And I go, because I haven't done it for, I don't know how many years it's been, 30 years. It's like, I haven't done it for 30 years. Why start now? And Jess was like, there are so many things you could say, like I haven't done it for 30 years that you should start now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, because your face, you're going to have a glow about you. You're going to look younger and you're going to be doing your future self a lot of favors Mm. if you start doing this now. And she got me, my gateway drug was face wash and eye cream. That was it. Mm -hmm. I didn't put on moisturizer. I didn't want to do any of that. Mm -hmm. She gave me this eye cream and I was like, I don't want to put on eye cream. And she was like, it's got avocado in it. And I was like, all right, like, I'm going to take a look. She obviously knows what she's doing. She's a skincare wizard. Oh, love that. Serums yeah. and things. We love oh, we, that. Oh, it's insane. I always went to the dermatologist once a year. For those who have never seen me, you're missing out. But also I'm very fair skinned. <laughs> and so I go to the derm once a year I to make to sure everything's, you know, coached top to bottom. Little side note about coached top to bottom. I told Jess, I was like, yeah, I went, you know, had a full body skin check. And Jess goes, full body? Mm. I go, what, what do you mean? Do they check out your groin? And I go, yeah, no matter of speaking. <laughs> and Jess goes, did you like it? I go, did yeah. I? What? Oh I was my like, God, no. funny. I was like, no, I did not like it. Is it like an oops like? Like, oops, I liked it. You know, well, there are a lot of things that oops, I like it. Right. Um, generally speaking, I, that sounded sexual, but I just mean generally, there are a lot of oops, I like it kind of. I like that you meant it in a wholesome way because it sounds only like it could be inappropriate, which would be fine. Yeah, but I was literally trying to think about what did I, what have I eaten recently where I was like, oops, I like it. Oh. I feel like I've, I did that very recently and I cannot I would, remember. I would love to know what that is because why would you put something in your mouth if you didn't like it? It was in a dish I was eating. Oh, an ingredient you're not. I used to. I do remember an oops, I like it. It was parsnips. I can't even imagine what that tastes like. That's what I'm saying. What does it taste like? I can't really explain it. It's like a uh, more flavorful, less sugary carrot. Do you have any? Not in, n- not now. I can't. I want to try one now. Yeah, I mean, I, I've eaten it, but I can't. I don't know what it, I couldn't tell you what it tastes like. You know, Jess and I are trying to cut out a lot more animal byproducts. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry for anyone who's listening who's like, I love meat. I don't judge you at all. <laughs> I once went on a date with a girl and, I, and she was like, should we get steak? And I'm like, oh, I don't eat meat. And she goes, can I not eat meat? I was like, what, what do you mean? What? No, oh. I do eat whatever you want to eat. Uh, I'll sit across from me. You can eat a steak. Yeah. Just don't make me eat a steak. Yeah. I'm not going to go down the, the rabbit hole of my feelings on this issue, but I will say it is so annoying when I don't bring it up and, yeah. and the information is like forced out of me and then people won't shut up about it. I do think the joke about vegans, like, how do you know if someone's vegan? They'll tell you. Like, I do think that joke is funny, but. Well, there's the, the joke that I think about a lot is um, if you meet a vegan atheist who does CrossFit, what do they bring up first? <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my God. I hope I never meet that person. I think about that all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't know. What would they bring up first? That's thing? amazing. Is that, is that a bit? Have you done that? No, that's not, that's not me. It's just like out in the ether, I think. It is. Okay. I think so. It's good. Whoever came up with it. Whoever I mean, it seems like an, you know, like one of those, like a street joke almost. But they um, have to start somewhere. That's true. I was thinking today, there are so many turns of phrase that I don't know where they came from and I want to know where they come from. Like, this is embarrassing, but I'm rewatching Dawson's Creek right now. No, you're not. Let me say that again. <laughs> I'm rewatching Dawson's Creek right now. I don't even. <laughs> is Pacey sleeping with his teacher yet? Oh, we're way past that. Okay, That's so the you, first season. I mean, I know. And I gotta tell you that I took the real wrong learning from that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, jealous. But like, that's not the way that I should have reacted. I mean, you can be jealous. She was hot. 
I know, but I feel like, you know, I'm probably not supposed to think like, you know, oh, why didn't I have a hot teacher I was sleeping with? We all felt that way. Everybody is hot for teacher at some point, even if they're hot for the idea of a hot teacher. 100%. Definitely. Are you ready for the newly friend game? No. You're not ready. No, I'm ready. Okay, you're ready. Yeah. She's ready. We're going to do the newly friend game. Oh my God. For those that have never heard the podcast before, the newly friend game, it's like the newlywed game, but we're not married. We're friends. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to ask Lily a question. We're both going to write down our answers. We're not going to say them out loud. And we're going to see if we get the same answer. And then uh, I will pose a question for myself. We'll both write the answers down and see if we get the right answer. I want to do this every week. Okay. The question for you. So this is about your, your answer. What is your all-time favorite musical? <laughs> Okay, don't answer. Write it down. But your all-time favorite musical. I don't really have favorites. I'm digging inside myself right now. Does it have to be the stage version? No. Okay. It can be whatever you want it to be. Okay. I will say you kind of just gave me, uh, I feel like you gave me a hint. I did. Okay, so we're going to flip our boards on three. So what is your favorite all-time musical? This is for Lily Pissarro. One, two, three, flip your board. Oh my God, I was off twice. And you also chose, wasn't she in both of those? So for those listening at home, I chose Chicago because I thought it was a great movie. It's not the original Fantastic. thing I was going to choose. But I, when you said, can I choose the screen version? Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to go with Chicago. Mm. She chose Funny Girl mm. with Barbara. Barbara. I was um, raised on this movie. And then you chose Gypsy as your second. I thought Hey Dolly was going to be your second. You know what? It could have been. But it doesn't do the same things for me that these two do. I can't remember. Is Papa Can You Hear Me? Gentle. Yeah. Was that in your list? I, I've seen the movie. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Okay. And okay. this is, I am, I have not seen Funny Girl. The, I have not seen Gypsy Ugh. and I have not seen Yentl. Ugh, I can't wait for our movie night. Oh, <laughs> I was raised on two different versions of Gypsy, the Bette Midler mm. and the Natalie Wood. I mean, can I ask what you like better or there's different redeeming qualities? I couldn't even tell you which one I like better because at this point they both exist in my brain at the same time because it's been a long time since I've seen either of them. Mm. So I would have to rewatch them to tell you which is better. But I mean, I'm I'm a purist, so I'm going to say the original is better. Mm. But Bette Midler did a fantastic job. Bette Shout Midler out to rarely Bette. misses. I mean, some say love. I don't know it's that she's river. ever missed anything. You know, it calms the tender reef. She's from Hawaii. Wait, what now? She's literally from Hawaii. That's true? She's, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. She does not strike me as someone who would be from she's Hawaii. why it's such a great tidbit. Wow. That's her probably in her, I mean, I don't think someone at that level Kali does two Kali truths and a lie. Maka is the thing to say. Does she sing that? Yes. On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. I didn't, wow. Love that. We didn't know that was going to happen. I'm so glad it did. Yep. Are you ready for my question? I'm so excited. Okay. Who is my favorite jazz vocalist of all time? God damn it. Now, what's interesting about this question, so a lot of people don't know this, even though you don't often sing this style of music, you're an incredible jazz vocalist. Thank you. And you also scat, which a lot of people don't know. I do. So that's why I chose this. Can I do a multiple choice? Uh, a hint? I'm, no. Male or, male or female? I can't, I, mean, yeah. I can't tell you. I can't tell. Okay. I'm shooting in the dark here. That's funny. I was just listening to a song by John Mayer, Shot in the Dark. So there you go. Your number one artist. I know. My Spotify unwraps. By the way, Steepy's out there. Tweet me if you heard that. Tweet me about the John Mayer thing. I'll, uh, I'll retweet you. Uh, Let's do that. I want to oh. offer you something. I can't offer you much, Steepies. We don't, I can't, my steepers, my little steepers. Steepers. I'm not getting points on this one. I know You it. don't think so. But I'm, you know what? Rather than thinking about how bummed I am that I don't know the answer, I'm going to think about how excited I am to learn the answer. Mm. Mm. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. We're going to flip our boards on three. One, two, three, flip it. 
Oh, oh my God. Good I answer. literally thought of both of those. Okay. So Lily wrote Nina Simone, which is a great answer. That's wow. a wonderful answer, but it was not my answer. My number one answer is Louis Armstrong. God. And my number two answer is Billie Holiday. I, I thought of him, but I was like, no way. Yes way. Which is funny because you also wrote Hello Dolly. Yeah, I did. Well, I mean, I did. And he's in it. Um, but I, uh, I do. I love him to bits. I, a lot of people don't know this about me. Oh, that's good. I don't know how he didn't hurt his voice all the time. I think it just had to be his natural way that it's the kind of thing you can't imitate unless you're just born with it. I was going to say, most people don't know this about me. I minored in college in jazz studies and performance. Or you can put your board We're down done? if you want. Yeah. All right. That was the newly friend game. How'd it feel? Clearly, I loved it because I'm sad it's over. Oh, there you go. Well, what is, yeah, what I was going to say is we had to take this class called History of Jazz. Mm -hmm. Now, for everyone listening, you're about to roll your eyes. But as a college student, 10 a.m. felt very early to me. Definitely. And I was just like, a oh, 10 a.m. class? Blah. Yeah. You know? And I was like, history of jazz? Wow. And I was like, this is going to be the worst. So I go in and I'm like already bored. The teacher's not even there yet. Teacher walks in and literally just goes, hey, you guys want to hear about how uh, Duke Ellington was uh, having a threesome and got interrupted to find his favorite uh, guitarist of all time? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. I, I really do want to hear that story. Good morning. <laughs> Hello, sir. <laughs> can we? Um, can we hear that story? So That's amazing. It really became like a gossip session. Gossip column, yeah. Of, of jazz. That's cool. And it was so good, but I was already a fan of Louis Armstrong, but part of a lot of the jazz classes that I took, not history of jazz, but I learned a lot of cool stories about him. And then I also had to be able to identify artists. So in order to pass my minor, I had to do tests where I had to listen to short clips of artists and be able to like peg who's playing this solo right now, who is singing in this moment. So I'm going to play you a clip, identify all five musicians that are playing on this clip. That's which, cool. Which I certainly can't do now. I predominantly listen to like, this is going to sound really silly for anyone who doesn't know jazz, but I listen to a lot of hard bop stuff now. Sonny Rollins, Horace Silver, Oscar Peterson trio, stuff like that. But why is that not reflected in your Spotify rap? My number three theme was jazz. My number three uh, genre. Okay. It was a specific genre, uh, jazz genre called bebop. 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 My friend named her dog Bebop. That can't be true. Shout out to Bebop. What would you name an animal if you got a dog tomorrow? As a couple, we have thought of a lot of Indian spices or Indian foods like curry or samosa. Like chana masala? That's too much. Something cuter, like what I said. <laughs> I love that. Your names are dog shit. But it seems like what I said. Did you like what, what I said? But I like that you played along. I did. You always do. But as an individual, if I were not a part of a partnership... Again, being an empathic purist, I would need to meet the animal before I impose a name upon it. Would you ever call an animal doll? Because it's technically, Definitely. yeah. Hey, doll. It was my favorite thing at your wedding. It was the doll. Oh, well, different I, than what I just assumed you meant. Yeah, I know it was. You meant, yeah, yes. Indian food. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't remember what it was. It was a past hors d'oeuvre that I was obsessed with. The tostada. Shout out to Brian Vandergast and Kitchen Confidence. I love shouting out the talented people in my life. That's what my entire wedding was, was like, this person did this, this person did okay. this, this person so did can this. So can we, can, we need to talk about your wedding. For okay. Because uh, most of, I'm guessing most of the listeners were not at your wedding. So let me paint a scene for all of you out there. Okay. We go, we show up at her wedding venue and there's a beautiful, I want to say like fields, but it was like a lawn, but it was like a field, like kind of well, like a lot of grassy. the size of it makes you want to call it a field. Yes. It was a huge, huge lawn. And there were a lot of instruments set up. Mm -hmm. 
and the ceremony was beautiful. By the way, the ceremony also had an incredible vocalist. Katie Perlman, shout out. Shout out. Katie, you better be listening to this. Tweet she us. She might. Uh, I was going to say, we're expecting a tweet, Katie. Yeah. But she was wonderful. Did a great job singing Only Fools Rush In, I believe is what she sang. Mm-hmm. And then everyone, you know, does the thing, does the cocktail hour, ba ba da ba And then we're all sitting down and there are all these instruments set up. Mm but it's not really explained what the story is. There's a band that plays a little bit, but there were more instruments than the band was using. Right. And so anyone who's kind of looking is kind of playing that game of, did the band just bring too many instruments the or is something going to happen? Yeah. Uh, to cut right to the chase, I think the two of you came up and said something along the lines of like, our friends are going to play some music, whoever wants to. This was like a rotating carousel of way too talented mm-hmm. people. The first person to blow me away, a gentleman named Max Frost, mm-hmm. I believe. Shout out to Max Frost. Shout out to Max. Jason's with him tonight. That is synchronicity, right? Yeah. Is that what that is? Sure. I don't know. He comes up and just steamrolls everyone in the crowd. Everyone's Literal like, pop star. everyone's like, what just happened? Yeah. And then I remember your, your dad <laughs> came up to me and, um, and I was like, who was that? And, and your dad goes, he's already a star. and just walked away. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I look at Jess, I go, I mean, apparently, I mean, Jeff doesn't lie. That's your father's name. I go, Jeff doesn't he lie. Does, I mean, he doesn't lie. He does embellish, but he wasn't in this case. I think I told you this already. My favorite moment at the wedding, one of my favorite songs of all time. Is, <laughs> just even hearing a little bit makes me happy. <laughs> Never Too Much by Luther Vandross is one of the greatest songs ever written, period, full stop. Jason gets up there, had not had a single rehearsal with any of these people. No sent it out ahead of time, said, we're going to do Never Too Much in this key, or maybe it was in the original key. Mm. And we're going to do this. And and Jason is the band leader, it, literally with people he's never rehearsed before in his life, just hits a beat. Here's what we're going to rock with. The percussionist picks it up. Bing, bang, boom. Calls the changes. Nailed the whole thing. Flawless. I like that we're immortalizing the story. It really is one of the, it was my favorite moment from the wedding. He's a star. Not that I didn't love the whole wedding, but that moment will stand out for me is generally I've been to enough weddings in my life that- You have been to a lot. I mean, listen. How many? I don't know. Ballpark. 25? Is that right? I don't know. I'm asking, asking you. me. I'm asking you. I've never taken I you to a know. wedding. Not known, but it, yeah. back up. I love to. Oh, I love going to weddings. I've been to a lot of weddings, and they're all great. But that moment felt very organic to me. What a fun moment that mm-hmm. was! And like we've all been to weddings where you're like, "Yikes!" You know, and I'm not going to name any names, but like yes. we've all been to weddings where we're like, "Oh, I gotta Lordy. say, most weddings have that one moment of ooh." I have friends named Dan and Kelly, and at their wedding, her father oh God. got up to give a speech. Oh God. No, no, no. It was it was a rap and it was the greatest thing I think I've ever seen. So not an oops moment. Oh no. Nailed it moment. A moment that everybody wishes they had at their yeah. wedding. He made that moment. My husband and I, <laughs> um, we got into <laughs> well, it this on. morning. What was that just now? I just, I, I can't get used to saying that word. Oh, husband is a weird word Hubsend. for you. Hubsend. Is what I feel better saying actually. I heard someone say in one swell foop, today. And I never heard that. I, I like, was funny. I'm going to take that. But we, we got into it this morning. And when we were combing over the details after the fact, you know, when you're rehashing, he was like, well, you did this. And I said, you're right. Because I was reacting to you doing this. And he said, well, I was reacting to you doing this. I, well, I was reacting to you reacting to you. No. I was like, cool. So we're pretty much stuck at our reactions, aren't we? Oh yeah. Yeah. Anytime Jess and I fight, I always want to recap it afterwards. <gasps> and she's like, oh, do we have to? And it always feels like sports announcers to me. Yeah. 
It's like, all right, now if you look at this play right here, you're going to see right over there, the defense came in really strong. But what they didn't realize was there was no offense. Mm. They were just bringing out the defensive line for no reason. And I'm like, that's I what, yeah. love doing that. Mm. Bless Jason's heart. He can't keep up. <laughs> oh, no. He gets lost. And I'll remember these really specific details. And he just, he, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember. And I'm like, well, how can we play this game if you don't remember? Oh my God. Well, sometimes Jess will say something. I'm so guilty of this. Sometimes Jess will say something and she'll be like, well, I, you know, it upset me when you did blank. And I'll be like, give me an example of when I did that. And Jess goes, I don't remember. I'm like, well, it's really hard for me to, you know, think about that if you can't tell me a single time I've done Such it. Such a smart ass. I'm, I'm an ass. Yeah. Speaking of me being an ass, that takes us to our second segment. Mm-hmm. Teach me something. Teach me about being an ass, Lily. Um, well, uh, this is the second segment. It's called Teach Me Something. A lot of people say I have a lot to learn. I use this segment as an opportunity to do just that. Mm-hmm. You can teach me anything you want. It could take 10 seconds. It could take 10 minutes, preferably not 10 minutes because I do not have a long attention span. <laughs> what do you got for us? Teach us anything. Okay. So I thought of two things, two small things. I'm in for whatever you want to teach. Okay. The first thing is, so I don't know if you know this about me. You might actually, because you were, you were in physical therapy, weren't you? I literally just got out of physical therapy about three weeks ago. Okay. So love, love or hate. Oh, fine. Yeah. No, no. I listen. It's a, it, it helps. I'm obsessed with it. Like I want to go back. I hang out with my physical therapist now. We went and got drinks the other day. That's amazing. He's a good guy. Big I fan. wish I could do that. Shout um, out Chris. So I had to be in physical therapy for nine months. At the same time, I was on The Voice, actually, because I both had tech neck slash a pinched nerve in my neck. And I learned things about my body and caring for my body during the nine months that I was in PT that I am so grateful I learned, which is why I want to go back. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm so interested to hear what you're going to say. Well, but so I learned one thing. First of all, 20 is the magic number meaning like count to 20 if you're doing any kind of a stretch. And anytime my neck is hurting, I throw out my neck all the time or not throw it out, but like it'll get sore and whatever. And it's actually hurting a little bit right now. So this is like my go-to stretch that my physical therapist gave me. And she, when things are really bad, she was like, you can do it once an hour or you can do it once a day, just whatever you want. And you can literally do it anywhere. And I was trying to get Jason to do it yesterday And he was fighting me on it. He was like, well, what if you don't have 20 seconds? I was like, the thing is, you always have 20 seconds. You always have 40 seconds. Like you can do this anywhere. Are you showing me? I'm going to show you. Okay, here we go. Keep your body in complete alignment. For those of you who can't see me, don't be twisted or in any kind of weird position. Ideally, I would not be sitting with my knees curled under me. I would be sitting with my legs, my feet on the ground. But you're going to go just tilt your head to one side gently. Count to 20. We don't have to do it right now. Sure. And then you come back up. 20 seconds the other way, gently, no pressure, just letting it, you know, and then you're going to turn your head to, let's say we start with the right side and then tilt down, count to 20. And once you've done that, you bring it back up before rotating back center, do the same thing on the other side, down, up, whatever. And you count to 20 while you're in this game changer. It will stop soreness? Yes. If you ever feel any kind of like tension building up, not forming, anytime anything is feeling weird, I literally do this. Mm. It just reminds you too of like how everything is connected. So you don't want to have your arm curled under you because that is going to affect this. So you have it next to you. Oh my Lord. Yeah. This is really embarrassing, but I was thinking about this earlier today. So it's funny that you're talking about PT because I was thinking Mm. about PT earlier today. 
I have sprained the same tendon in my foot a bajillion times. How? Well, I sprained it once and it just has never really sorted itself out. Mm -hmm. But it's called my posterior tibialis for those listening at posterior home. Posterior tibialis. Yeah. Phrase no Whose one should need to know. name does that remind me of? Oh, that was my nickname in high school. No, tibialis. People called me, uh, hey, post tib. And I was like, what up? That's <laughs> a, that is a bit that I do with Jess all the time that she hates. Like anytime like a weird phrase comes out, I'm like, that was my nickname in high school. And Jess oh, because like, you do it, you read it over and over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, according to our, this this running You're joke. You're going to be such a, a great thousand. dad. Okay. In terms of joking, I'm so ready to be like for to be a dad for I dad jokes, imagine. but but definitely not otherwise. The rest of it. Um, I feel the same way. You can do the mom jokes? No, but there's elements of being a mother that I do in my sleep and the other elements that I never, ever, ever, ever want to do. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I worry because I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'd be a good dad. And other times I'm like, am I even a good uncle? Like I have a nephew who's two. Shout out, Levin. So cute. Looks like a cherub. I love him so much. But like my sister the other day, I was like doing a ton of work. I was in the middle of my work day. I was really stressed. And she goes, hey, can we talk to you? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I like have a lot to do right now. Mm. But then it's like, could I have not have taken 30 seconds to say hi to him? I could have. You could have. And it was like crappy. That doesn't make you a bad uncle. I sometimes, you know, I worry that I'm not uncling well. But listen, he's young enough that there's not a ton for you to do just yet. Mm -mm. We babysat him for like a couple of hours and my sister came home and Jess left the room to take a call. Mm -hmm. 30 seconds later, he goes, Jess, I look at him. I go, hey, I'm your blood, not her. Yeah. Let's get this right. It's Josh. That's what you say. Yeah. Jess and Josh, close enough. You don't need to say that. And he says it again. And mm. I go, you're on my last nerve, pal. I say that to Jess a lot. I go, are you looking for a last nerve? Because you're going to find it. Such a smarty. We say that. All. Does she say that? She will do. We also have a phrase that she'll use a lot where she'll say, we say you're on warning, but it's like a joke. That's funny. But if we're annoying each other, I'll be like, you're on warning. She goes, I am not on warning. Again. What no, puts you on, on, what puts you in a place where you would say that? Like if she, if she like, says something that really annoys me or if she's like annoying, if she's like doing something that's really irritating like, me. What would that something be? I'm just dying to know. Oh my gosh. Can you give me an example of a time that that happened? <laughs> yeah, what are you, my therapist? Uh, no, I'm being you. Oh, do I say that? When- Oh. oh call back. Call back. Call back. What's interesting is like, you're not my sister, but you're about as close as I can get to being my sister without being my sister. Brother I never had. Greer and I don't, my sister and I don't often fight. That's days. like a maturity thing though, right? You guys fought when you were younger. Oh, for sure. We fought when we were younger, but like just not now. No, yeah. Well, sometimes we'll disagree. But as you get to that age, like you kind of realize this is dumb. Oh yeah. We shouldn't, this is literally, this will affect the rest of my month. How draining it is. Oh, it's horrible. Life's hard enough. I literally, we were we were kind of like, you know, a little, a little chirpy derps over texts. And I literally just texted her and I said, hey, I think I've done a really poor job of communicating how I'm feeling right now. And I just want to be really clear. This is where I'm coming from. And I want to make sure that you're not taking this in any other way mm. and understand that a lot of what I'm saying is through the lens of how I'm feeling right now, which is this. Oh, She said, gotcha loud and clear, understood. My goodness, like, that cool. is like A plus communication. Listen, I don't mean to brag, but, but uh, therapy. Pretty good, pretty uh, communication. Uh, people are like, oh, I got an A plus in high school. I'm like, I saved those for when I was older. <laughs> yeah. I decided to stick for with when some they lower matter. level. And yeah, trying to take those B pluses and just run with them in, in, in high school. You were a good student. I was a fine student. You were definitely better. I was not a good student. You went to a great school. So. Not for academia. Yeah, it's actually not bad for academia either. No, but that's not why I went. Yes, but it's still not. You couldn't have gotten in if you had Qs. <laughs> <laughs> not an F, it's a Q. No, you couldn't, but I did have to go to summer school. I know a lot of people went to summer school. Introduce us. <laughs> 
I mean, well, so that's another interesting thing about you. Not to get back to it, but I do think it's interesting. You went to school for acting, Mm -hmm. but you mainly do singing now. Only because no one will hire me. That can't be true. Everyone hire her. And yet the struggle of an actor. I don't have music reps because I, I haven't tried to get any because I haven't really felt I have enough to work with other than being able to sing. Is that not half the battle? It is, but you have to have material like these. This is my EP. This is my album. This is, you know, whatever. And writing is still a, I feel like I still have training wheels when it comes to writing. What do you mean by that? I don't feel like I'm a seasoned songwriter yet. Do you need to be? No, but you have to have at least someone who's working with you. And I don't have that yet either. I feel like if you found a good songwriter. It would be so great. Yeah. Sit down, write five, six songs. Yeah. Go in, record. You can knock them out in probably two days. Yeah. Boom. You got an AP. I just got to find the right person. How does one even do that? I don't know. Yeah, that's trial the thing. and error. It's like finding the right skincare routine. You got to keep trying stuff. Is it dating? Is it like if you got to date? Definitely, it is definitely dating. I feel like that's what a lot of this is in terms of a- anything, right? Like I'm a comedian, and a lot of people are like, "We should write something together," and I'm like, "No." Or what if we didn't? Right. How crazy would that be? Yeah. If we just both completely went our separate ways and did not ever do that? Is that a gut instinct thing for you? Um, or like a pheromone thing? Like you smell bad. Definitely, if they smell bad, I don't want to work with them. Right. Suffice it to say, um, no, is it a gut instinct? Um, is it suffice or suffice? Suffice it to say mm-hmm. for intense and purposes, not for intensive purposes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do intense that. Intense and purposes. Your intention and your yeah. intent. A big phrase that I use all the time is intention and impact are not the same thing. You can have the best of intentions, but once it hits, it hits the way it's going to hit. Oh, that is true. I hate when, I mean, I don't hate it, but it's very irritating when someone's like, well, I didn't mean it. Oh, okay. So what? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I'm Isn't sure you it, didn't though? intend it. No good deed goes unpunished. I know. I no good deed will I do. Oh, I thought it sounded like you were doing Willy Wonka. Close. Wicked. I've never seen Wicked. Why? It's not like you wrote it on your board as your favorite musical. So yeah, but it's like the musical of our generation. Um, and they're making a film version with your favorite singer. Favorite singer? Ariana Grande? Yes. She's going to be Glinda. You didn't know that? No. Where are you? Under a rock? A lot of the time. <laughs> if we're being honest. If I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. She got the kiss the kiss of blessing from Kristen Chenoweth. Would you say that Wicked is more the show of our generation than Hamilton was? Hamilton just happened. I know that. but what Wicked was what we grew up with. You say we in a real strong term there. Well, I'm telling you, your peers were with me. I don't know where you were. But. What did I grow up on musically? Well, oh God. Yeah, I think you know the embarrassing story about my favorite musical. Bat Boy. No. What? Ugh. No, that was a great. I remember you were in it though. No, my sister was in it. I was oh, in it. Oh, okay. Why, why do I remember your dining room? You were singing it. Or I don't know any of the music from that show. So I, You were in Guys and Dolls. I was in Guys I and Dolls. This. Yeah. My thing, I used to love singing, but I was really scared of singing in front of people. This was when I was like a kid. I was like- It's very vulnerable. Yeah. I was like seven or eight. And we went on a school field trip and we saw the musical 1776. Field trip to Broadway? I don't believe so. Okay. I think we saw it in the round, actually, if I'm being oh, honest. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I was captivated, mm. 110% captivated. Mm-hmm. 
And I loved it. And so I remember I went back and the music was all in my head. I think illegal downloading was around at this point. I don't remember. By the way, record companies, I definitely didn't download. No, no, never. But if I had, a lot of people I think were downloading like porn and rap. And I was downloading 1776, both the screen and stage versions of the songs. Because a lot of people don't know I'm obsessed with William Daniels. Mr. Um, Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Yeah. Big, big fan. If I could get William Daniels on this podcast, I would die. Anyway. Mm -hmm. I was downloading all this music. I was obsessed with it. And one of my chores when it would snow was shoveling the driveway. I was going to say snoveling the driveway. Side note, we had a snowblower. Why couldn't I use that? It's not as wholesome. By the way, I had a shovel. (laughs) It was like an absolute whiteout. So no one was outside. No one could hear anything. The wind was blowing. It was crazy. I took it upon myself to... You were belting. I was belting out... (laughs) The opening song, the vote, yes, sit down, John, for God's sakes, John, sit down. Will someone open up a window? Oh. You know, that whole thing. And um, I was doing all that, but I was doing like full Another chest voice. Another open window reference. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, the other one was waving through the window. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Big windows. Yeah. If you ever want to write a Broadway song, write about Mention a window. the window. Yeah. Okay. So I was belting this out and I wrap it after about two or three minutes of absolute glory. I finished singing. I I all of a sudden hear clapping, turn around. My mother, my sister, and my father are all there clapping. And I was so mortified. I never sang in front of people again until I want to say I was 15. The encouragement shut you down. It did. It did because I felt so vulnerable. I felt like I was bearing my soul to the world in a whiteout. In a whiteout. In a whiteout. Do you think you would have felt differently if it were strangers and not your family? Yes. I had to see my family every day. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what age you were when you first started singing, but did you all of a sudden be like, I can't sing in front of all of you? Yes. I don't know when it happened. Early childhood, I was a complete ham, but I still remember hating the feeling of being asked to sing, like being a performing monkey. If my parents had a party or they wanted to show me off to their friends, if they asked me to sing, when I say my parents, I definitely mean my father. My mother probably never, my mother probably never did this to me. used to snuggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember feeling mortified and like offended. Like, how dare you ask me to do this most vulnerable thing that must only happen organically and out of fun. It cannot be produced, you know? I'm an artiste. <laughs> yeah. If it's not coming from an authentic place, it's not happening at all. I do remember one time my dad got me to sing for somebody and I said, I can only do it if you don't look at me. And I literally hid on the floor behind a piece of furniture and sang from behind this piece of furniture because I couldn't handle being looked at while I was singing. How was the performance? I don't remember. Jaw dropping. Definitely. Are you ready for the lightning round? I want it. The lightning round. This is how we end the podcast. I keep it on a, an index card because sometimes I think I could be a late night talk show host. You will be. Uh, one day. I see that for you. Lightning round, five questions. Lightning means fast questions. Doesn't mean fast answers. You can take as long as you want. Okay. Thoughtful. We can have a conversation after each question if that's what you're into. Mm. Um, question one, what is a favorite ritual of yours? You so, with the favorites. I know. Mine is like steeping tea. I really enjoy steeping tea. You what do. is a favorite ritual of yours? Favorite ritual. I enjoy my morning ritual, even though it varies a bit. And Mm. sometimes I feel guilty because I'm not doing like the healthiest thing, but I love my avocado toast and my coffee. I do my coffee a certain way and I do my avocado toast a certain way. And it just brings me an insane amount of joy. I mean, the steepers want to know, how do you prepare your coffee and how do you prepare your avocado toast? So the coffee gets oat milk and a sprinkle of cinnamon. We have in the house. Yeah, oat milk is the best. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's also better for the environment. <laughs> and then I do a sprinkle of cinnamon. Sure. I used to do a little drop of maple syrup and that was just like 
Oh. Fuck, who needs anything mm. but that? It was so delicious. But I had to cool it because my my system was like, mm, a lot of sugar in the morning. So I had to cool that. Now I only do it for special morning. Mm. And then my avocado toast is usually a homemade sensational sourdough made by my husband. Another reason why I married him. It's interesting that he's never he made me a sourdough, but go ahead. <laughs> you're, you're getting the next batch. Better. My favorite one that he does, it will have apricots and walnuts and then other things, but the crunch of the real things in the, I die, I die. So we toast a bit of that and then we do the avocado. Sure. And then I do a drizzle of honey. Okay. And then I do pink Himalayan sea salt. I've seen it turmeric and black pepper. The only thing I'm going to say that I would change there, I am like the only person who'll ever meet. I do not care for black pepper, but everything else I'm really into. I didn't used to have it on there. And then I learned that if you're eating turmeric, you want to put black pepper with it because it helps the body absorb the turmeric. I am on the fence about whether or not that's true because I've read about it too, but- Yeah, I guess I don't know if it does. I don't know. Also, I'm saying turmeric, but it's turmeric. I say turmeric, but you can say it my, any way you know you what want. I said is because my mom says turmeric. And even though every time she says it, I think that's wrong. I had to regurgitate it. I used to say almond as like the nut. Almond. Yeah. And my buddy, Nate Christensen, who I don't think I'll ever hear this. He's the one of the funniest guys I know. He goes, excuse me? I said, yeah, like almond milk. And he almond. Goes, and he goes- Oh, did someone just like go take the L and run an errand with it? And I was like, what? He goes, well, a apparently- permanent errand? He goes, apparently it's it's not joining almond. us for the pronunciation today. So I just wasn't almond. sure. Yeah, he almond. says almond. It's a silent L, Nate. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's his name, right? Nate, yeah. Nate. Okay, let's move to the second question. Okay. What is a running bit you have with a friend or partner that makes you laugh? Jason and I do this thing where I think I started it and then he met me there because he's a good sport or maybe he saw the humor in it. But it's a way of- keeping each other perpetually feeling guilty. This doesn't sound something I want to do at all. It's very sweet, but you have to see the humor in it. Otherwise you just like, it, it is a joke, but basically no matter how affectionate or loving we are with each other, whenever we want more like hugs or kisses or anything, we go up to the other one and we say, you haven't given me any hugs or kisses all day. Oh, I do that with Jess. Yeah. Just to make the, we just like want to make the other person feel bad, but also we just want more hugs and kisses. hundred yeah. percent. Well, I'll, I'll like tell Jess, I'm like, did you read the news? She's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh, like a, apparently like it costs like $50 to give a hug. And she's like, what? And I'm like, well, I figured that must be why you haven't <laughs> hugged me today. <laughs> and all, oh my God, all the extra setup work. I do. Well, listen, oh I'm, my, I'm a showman. Yeah, um, if nothing else. Uh, question three, can you do an impression of one or both of your parents? Yeah. Oh my God. I am so ready for this because I know your parents. Yeah. Hit me with some impressions. So Jeff Pacer, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. God, the high pitched and the tension, just the drama. There's always the drama. Um, oh, wait, let me do my mom's laugh. I've got my mom's laugh down. I'm moving the mic away from me. I don't want to startle anybody. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So everyone listening doesn't know this woman, but that is her laugh. That is. That's insane. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. That was incredible. Question four. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, is, Every there, a, day. is there a particular moment that really uh, sticks out to you? I get it all the time. I'm. Mm. It's annoying, but I did get it in a big way when I started vocal coaching. I just thought there's no, I can't teach. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. All the self-doubt, all the reasons why I couldn't do it. And it still comes up for me all the time, but I at least now have an understanding of what I am capable of and what I do know. How amazing is that? So wholesome. Do you have any tips for our listeners on how to kind of like get that voice out of your head? Just don't be afraid to 
do something you're scared of. This is something that's interesting. As you're getting older and you're learning to take care of yourself, this falls under the self-care genre of adulting. You're taught to listen to your gut and allow yourself to set boundaries. And that can be a really easy trap to fall into when saying no to something by saying like, well, no, like I am exercising my right to say no to this thing because it doesn't feel right for me. But you have to be really aware of where that's coming from. Is that coming from a place of fear and imposter syndrome and doubting yourself? Sure. Or is it coming from a place that's actually protecting you from something you should be protected from as opposed to protecting yourself from something that you're just kind of scared of? I always just assume it's the latter, but it's probably mostly the former. Question five, what is a particular tea or comfort that makes you happy? Tea or comfort? Yeah, because not everyone drinks tea. So sometimes when I'm like, hey, what's your favorite tea? People are like, well, I don't drink tea. But like, what is a tea that, and I know you don't like favorites. So what's a tea that brings you a lot of joy? I'm going to do both tea and comfort. Ooh, give us double dose. I love Bengal spice tea and then a co- cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Any particular brand and follow-up, soft or hard? Well, soft, but it's amazing to me when they're able to, they, the the cookie makers of the world, sure. get them crispy and gooey. Mm. Talk to the cookie union. I think they can, they can get that I want that to through. be in that union. I, me too, desperately. Also, I mean, here's the trick. This is a really polarizing comment as we're wrapping up the podcast. This is not something I should be saying. Of all desserts, cookies are my least favorite. <sighs> I know. Why? I'm a monster. Why? Well, because like, if I can choose, like pie is going to be my number one. I absolutely love you pie. You are such a grandpa. I love pie. Tea and pie. Yeah. Oh gosh, what a day that would be. This was so lovely. How do you feel? I feel great. Lily Pacero, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. That was Lily Pacero. You can follow her on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Spotify at Lily Pacero. Steep Conversations is produced and edited by Lucas Marshka. Our theme song and additional music are by Oliver Hymack. Our cover art was done by Neil Fraser with photography by Matt Mazisco. Social media by Dia Villegas. Please write a review and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can. You can send any questions, comments, newly friend game suggestions, or tea suggestions to steepcombos at gmail.com or tweet us at steepcombos. I'm Josh Lanzette, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Josh Lanzette. We'll be back next week. So until then, happy steeping.